This is the Troll Patrol. Live. With Justin. Freaking. I'm going to have to figure out if I remember how to do this shit anymore. Thursday show. The Friday Night Freak Show and Sunday show. Never happened. Because of my internet service provider. Sparkles believes that somebody that she was seeing, perhaps one of the trolls that called in last week, has a connection, works for my internet service provider, and uh, pulled something malicious on me. Because everything about my internet was correct, worked right, except I had an abysmal upload speed. So I didn't even notice it until I'm getting ready to go on with the show on Thursday that I did not have enough internet connection to be able to do a show. Same thing happened on Friday. Same thing happened on Sunday. Now, I was supposed to have a technician here yesterday. They never showed up. I called my ASP and they said that the work order had been completed. And my internet seems to work fine now, so... Welcome to the Troll Patrol Live! It's a freaking Monday! And we got a lot of shit to talk about tonight. I'm going to try to cover, like, the breaking news that has happened today. We've had a school shooting in Virginia. We've got footage from the border that is simply appalling, but I also want to talk about some of the shit that I was going to discuss Thursday on the Troll Patrol. I tried to avoid doing the Nicki Minaj thing... Until Friday, Sparkles avoided the memes, avoided the stories, didn't know what happened. She just knew that Nicki Minaj was in the news, cousins, friends, balls. That's all she knew, and I was going to explain the story to her on the Freak Show. It didn't get to happen. We we tried. We tried to go on at 10 o'clock Eastern, and we tried again at 11 o'clock Eastern. And we're unable to. She was here. She was wearing gorgeous red eyeliner. And she is upset that she didn't get to show it to you. She did, however, share a picture into the Discord so you can see what her gorgeous red eyeliner looked like. Now, as I said, one of the stories that is consuming right-wing media today is the crisis at the border. Crisis. As you can see, I have a post from Dan Crenshaw, Representative Crenshaw from Texas saying that Texas has sent hundreds of police to conduct a show of force at the border in an attempt to reduce the illegal crossings. Now, if you want, we're, we're going to watch video of this show of force at the border. And if you are not appalled by that video, I don't think you're human. But, 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 but before we get to anything else, since Dan Crenshaw just happened to pop up here in my... Aw, oh shit, I didn't fix the fucking chat. I didn't... <laughs> What's up, Warlord? Uh, the chat is set for the freak show. I thought I did everything that I was supposed to for the show tonight, but I obviously did not reset the chat box, so it looks a little weird. I do live. It's not my fault. I told you it was, it was the internet service provider... I tried, I tried. That's going to annoy me, but there's no way I can fix it without going off. So we're going to have to live with it. The chat box is going to look weird tonight. But since I have a picture of Dan Crenshaw up, 
he likes to sneak into my timeline here. I just want to point out, I a warlord, warlord, warlord. That's our top story tonight. That's what we're getting ready to talk about. Just as soon as I do my little bit about Dan Crenshaw's eye pussy, just let everyone know. In case it's your first time watching the show, I would give anything in the world to piss in Dan Crenshaw's open eye hole. Now, if you wanted to watch the surfs or something about the Canadian election, I do not blame you one bit on that one. I'm sure they're going to be a lot better at covering Canadian politics than I am because I didn't even know there was a fucking election. I had to look it up and find out when the election is actually taking place. It's, it's today. We're going to look over this article from 538.com. It's always an election year. If you know where to look, this time it's up north. Canada heads to the polls today to decide whether to elect Prime Minister Justin Trudeau to another term. Think of this election like a U.S. presidential and congressional election all rolled into one under Canadians' parliamentary system, each of Canada's 300... See, you can tell this is an American article because you have to explain how the fucking Canadian system works. Each of Canadia, uh, Canadias, each of Canadias, 338 electoral districts called ridings will elect a member of parliament using normal first past the post plurality rules. Like some other parliamentary democracies, Canada does not use proportional representation and the leader of the party that wins control of parliament will become the new prime minister. Right now, the election looks like a close race between Trudeau's center-left liberal party and the center-right conservative party, but Canada's uh, many smaller parties could play decisive roles, too. Here are five questions we'll be looking to get answered as the results roll in starting tonight. Yeah, Warlord points out the polls are already closed in, like, Sections of Canada, I'm sure, but I'd say voting is still going on. I don't know what the time period is. Biggest question, of course, is whether Trudeau will survive as prime minister. And if he is ousted, it could go down as one of the biggest self-owns in political history. That's because Canada wasn't originally scheduled to hold a vote this year. Trudeau chose to hold an early election in response to polls showing the liberals with a solid lead. The strong polls gave Trudeau hope that liberals could win a majority in a snap election. But after the election was greenlit in August, the polls immediately tightened and the conservatives even briefly took the lead, making Trudeau's decision look like a huge miscalculation. Things are looking a bit better for the prime minister now, though. Canada has two prominent 538-style election forecasters. And as of Sunday evening, they gave Liberals a 68% and 75% chance of winning the most seats, respectively. However, it looks pretty unlikely that Trudeau will get his coveted majority in government. There's only a 15 to 17% chance that Liberals win 170 or more seats. In fact, both the poll tracker and 338 Canada are estimating that Liberals will win fewer seats than the 155 they had before the election. Though, of course, there's a wide margin of error on those projections, so Trudeau may yet live to regret calling this election. How will conservatives do under their new leader? This is also a high-risk, high-reward election for the conservative party's Aaron O'Toole, who was chosen as the conservative leader just last year. While O'Toole was initially unpopular with the Canadian public, his centrist persona has helped make the party competitive. 
These days, the poll tracker gives conservatives an average seat projection of 118 and 25% chance of winning the most seats, while 338 Canada is a little more optimistic for them. 127 seats and a 31% chance. So while the likeliest outcome is that they will stand pat or make only small gains, they went into the election with 119 seats. They are still only a normal polling error away from becoming the biggest party in the House of Commons. On the flip side, though, there is still a significant chance that they lose seats, which could cost O'Toole his job as party leader. So we'll have more on the Canadian election tomorrow when we'll actually know what has happened. Now, as I mentioned earlier, the crisis at the border. Dan Crenshaw posted, let's repeat this again. The vast majority of people crossing the southern border have no legitimate asylum claim. I would I would like to see the data on that. Now, the U.S. does indeed have very strict uh, asylum standards and denies, denies people asylum that have legitimate claims. So I would say that Crenshaw is wrong. He's saying that the U.S. denies people and says that their claim wasn't legitimate. But the people at the border absolutely have legitimate claims, including the people from Haiti, which apparently is who was targeted by law enforcement over the weekend. We are getting ready to see a policy where they're going to send Haitians back to Haiti. They are incredibly upset about it because we've covered the assassination of the president of Haiti. Its economy has been failing. COVID has ravaged the country. It's still not recovered from an earthquake it had 10 years ago. Already had another one this year. Wasn't as catastrophic. Still... So these are agents. I don't know if the... Okay, it says Border Patrol agents, so it's CPB. I didn't know if it was sheriff's deputies from Texas or if it was the CPB. It looks like it's CPB whipping migrants at the border. Yeah, fucking let me hit the content warning on this one. No, no, no. No. Hey, you use your women? This is why your country because you use your women for this. You go, no, that way. We are going through super mal. The family is animal no plata. Nosotros y nosotros no podemos comer. Tenemos niños y sin pañales. Mira. Ahora tengo que cruzar al lado, al lado mexicano con la plata mojada para poder ir a comprar algo para el niño. Y no tenemos nada ya. No podemos comer. Yeah, they've been making them live under a fucking bridge. ¿Qué está pasando con nosotros allá? Porque tiene muchísimos niños. Está llevando solamente los solteros y los niños que ha votado. Imagínate. I had... This right-winger arguing with me, and he kept saying, uh, will you invite them to your house? Well, first of all, yes. But my response to him was, are you a Christian? Are you a Christian? I never got a response back to that. 
Because if you are a Christian, Jesus said invite them to your house, you asshole. Mounted agents blocked people from crossing the Rio Grande. Exactly, Dip. Is it formed a barricade? He says if he goes back to Mexico, they'll send him back, I assume, to Haiti. He says he can't cross into the U.S. Yeah, Biden is, is wanting to remove thousands of migrants. Let's read about this Title 42, Title 14. Did I just fuck up the number? Human rights groups are calling this whole mess obscene. More than 12,000 Haitian migrants have been camped under a bridge in Texas after wading across the Rio Grande from Mexico. Rights groups in the United States have blasted the Biden administration for its planned expulsion of some 12,000 mostly Haitian migrants and asylum seekers who've been camped under a bridge in Del Rio, Texas, after waiting across the Rio Grande. U.S. Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alexandria Mayorkas said on Monday that 6,500 migrants and asylum seekers have been taken into custody in advance of processing and removal from the U.S. On Sunday, the first flights carrying migrants landed in Haiti's capital, Port-au-Prince. It's completely unconscionable, Stephen Forrester, immigration policy coordinator at the U.S.-based Institute for Justice and Democracy in Haiti, told Al Jazeera. There's no way Haiti can handle the people that are in Haiti now, given the conditions there. It can't provide for these people. Images during the weekend showed hundreds of Haitian migrants trudging waist-deep across the Rio Grande while carrying their belongings over their heads to reach the U.S., heaping pressure on the Biden administration to rethink its immigration policies. DHS said the vast majority of the immigrants will be expelled under Title 42, a Trump-era health order that cites the coronavirus pandemic as a reason to quickly expel people seeking asylum at the U.S. border. If you come to the United States illegally, you will be returned, Mayorka said during a news conference in Del Rio on Monday adding that the U.S. would conduct up to three deportation flights a day. Your journey will not succeed, and you will be endangering your life and your family's lives. Rights groups for months have blasted Title 42 as inhumane, not based on science and a violation of the U.S.'s own immigration laws, and they've been calling on U.S. President Joe Biden to reverse the policy since he took office in January. They should have stopped deportations, said Alex Desmule. Zoom, who is Haitian and serves on a city council in the city of North Miami, home to a large Haitian community. It's been a cry 
been a cryway before this happened. Dazum told Al Al Jazeera, referring to the planned expulsions from the Texas-Mexico border encampment. And Title 42 needs to be repealed, he continued. The expulsions could not come at a worse time for Haiti. The Haitian president, Jovenel Moise, was assassinated in July, thrusting a country already grappling with political turmoil. A lot of its Supreme Court had died of COVID. Several members of parliament had died of COVID. Into deeper uncertainty, a month later, a 7.2 magnitude earthquake struck killing over 2,000 people and devastating the southern region of the small Caribbean island. Even before those events, the U.S. had acknowledged the potential dangers Haitian migrants could face if they are deported back to their country. Let's not forget, the U.S. had a hand. The U.S. was involved in that assassination of the president somehow. On May 22nd, the Biden administration announced an 18-month temporary protected status for Haitians shielding them from deportations, but the measure only applies to those in the U.S. before July 29th. Haiti is currently experiencing serious security concerns, social unrest, and increase in human rights abuses, crippling poverty, and lack of basic resources, which are exacerbated by the COVID-19 pandemic. Haitian Prime Minister Ariel... Oh, that was a statement from Mayorkas. Haitian... Prime Minister Ariel Henry said on Saturday that he was very concerned by the extremely difficult conditions Haitians were living through at the U.S.-Mexico border, but said Haiti would support them upon their return to the country. During a news briefing on Monday, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki also said the U.S. government has a range of program options as well as financial support in place that would assist Haitian nationals as well as the Haitian authorities without specifying further. We know how... U.S. monetary programs go. It is probably just shoveling money at some kind of private entity to oversee the program and then not hand out any of the money to people that actually need it. That's what they mean when they say money is available. On to yet another crisis facing the U.S. We have officially surpassed and this, this, this we have surpassed the number of U.S. citizens that died in the 1918 flu pandemic. In the entirety of the flu pandemic, which should have never fucking happened, should have ne- almost a hundred years later, and all the advancements we have made in medicine, and we have sub- surpassed the number of deaths from the 1918 flu pandemic. I'm just, I'm gobsmacked by that. I don't, I don't even know what to fucking say. How does that happen? In the richest country in the world. With all the medical advances, people don't have access to healthcare, that's, that's one of the ways it's happened. I just, I can't wrap my, my head around this. But here is Dr. Fauci on with, uh, who is this? This is um, Wolf Blitzer, isn't it? The Situation Room. Fauci was on with Wolf Blitzer just a couple hours ago talking about this grim milestone. Grim milestone. We're still losing. I just said that. I just said that. I did not. I 
I didn't watch this video. I didn't know he was going to say that. Took the world, took the words right out of my mouth, Wolf. An average of nearly 2,000 Americans to this virus every single day. How high do you? Or I took the words out of his. Fauci, the death toll could go. And what should we be bracing for? Well, I don't want to be predicting how high it can go. I could only say what we do. And I'll, like, before we get into this, let's do, I have the map here. Did I save that? This is the transmission rate. Uh, I think the data goes up through, like, September 9th. I talked about this last week. This is this dark area. It was down here across Louisiana and the Panhandle. It has moved up. This, like, wave is moving in this direction. So I wonder if we're going to hit this area shortly. Because, like, all of Tennessee right now is in the red. All of Kentucky right now is in the red. It was this part of Louisiana, the bottom part of Mississippi, southern part of Alabama, and it is it is gone upwards. I don't know what the fuck they're doing in Nebraska. I'm assuming it's something about the reporting and not the fact that they just don't have any cases. There's hardly any people there. I understand that. Nebraska pearly white in this map here. <laughs> All right, Fauci, take it away. Is that we have the capability, we have the resources, we have the vaccines to stop that and turn that around. Wolf. Yes, a Pfizer has said their vaccine is safe for children. Apparently, we're going to be seeing approval shortly. People who are eligible to be vaccinated. Possibly by Halloween. If we get the overwhelming majority of those people vaccinated, we will not see the numbers that you just mentioned. 2,000 deaths per day is absolutely terrible. We've got to get that way, way down. And we can do that by vaccinating the people who are unvaccinated. Those are the people. Well, at least it's down from where it was. It hit 3,000 a few days there. People who, when they get infected, have a high degree. We are plateauing somewhat. To a severe disease. Unvaccinated people. My worry is this dot heading into the most populous area of the country Right as we're getting ready to have a cold snap. Cold weather is coming back to the East Coast. I think Wednesday is when, is when it moves through this cold front. Fall is here. And once people go back inside, the schools started up north. I think we're going to see this blob move up that way. And New York is in for another just pounding like they had at the beginning of the pandemic. Ones who are driving this pandemic. We've got to get these people vaccinated, Wolf. We certainly do. And remember, three months ago, about 200 Americans were dying every day from COVID-19. Now it's 2,000. That's obviously unacceptable. As you know... It's, it's obviously exponential. A low-dose coronavirus vaccine is safe for children ages 5 to 11 years old. How big of a game changer would this be and how quickly could children in this age group start actually getting vaccinated? Well, the data is going to be presented to the FDA for application of an emergency use authorization. When the FDA looks at that, I'm sure they'll work very quickly to make a determination as officially to its safety and its immunogenicity 
and efficacy. So I would imagine we're talking at a matter. Oh my God! Really? I saw something about them using iodine. Because I know the FDA really wants to do it correctly, but they want to do it quickly. With regard to the impact, we already know. Well, you know what I always say. About right-wingers are morons. Particularly those who are going into the elementary school age range. We want to make sure we thoroughly protect them before we were protecting them by surrounding them with people who are vaccinated. Now they themselves, if the FDA gives the approval, can be protected by their own vaccination. I've just seen story after story. Teacher dies, coach dies, student dies. And yet we're still just going on like nothing is happening. I don't know. I don't, I, I, I feel like I'm being gaslighted. I really do. Apparently 13 guys that signed up to die, die for this country that are heroes. They matter an awful lot, but the 13 people that probably died in my state in the last hour don't get any recognition. Fuck all the way off. As you know, Pfizer made the announcement, uh, but did not publicly release the data behind it. Is there any reason, Dr. Fauci, to be skeptical of these findings? No, not at all, Wolf. I I have confidence that if they feel that they are going to present that to the FDA for an EUA approval, I doubt very seriously that there's anything to be concerned about in that data. Why is it that a 12-year-old child is getting vaccinated with a full dose that is three times the size of the dose that will be given to an 11-year-old? Is the distinction based on development weight something else? Because there's a lot of confusion out there. Good question, Wolf. ...children in that specific age range. That's understandable, Wolf, but you've got to have a cutoff point and do something that's logistically feasible. If you start talking about multiple different doses down by weight, this is completely off topic, but has CNN ever done like a, because I don't, I don't watch fucking cable news, I don't know this, has CNN ever done like an ad campaign where they're like, uh, you know, get the wolf on the phone, and like they, they've got Wolf Blitzer looking like Harvey Keitel from Pulp Fiction? You need, like if you could even get the, the licensing to use like clips from the movie and shit, that would be hilarious. You're missing out, CNN. Weight, for example, a microgram per kilogram day, uh, uh, a regimen, that's going to be confusing. It's going to be more confusing than what you're talking about right now. So you have to have a cutoff point. The decision was children from 11. Oh, you got the wolf. Why don't you just say some? Dose will get a 10 microgram dose. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And parents should not be confused or concerned about that. Who, who, who's Cadditch? I'm not, I'm not exactly sure who you're talking about. Once again, I don't know anything about cable news. The most I watch of it is here on this show with you guys. Oh, fuck. I didn't, I didn't get one of the clips I want to get, but like, I'll do that while we're kind of looking over the story here. California is the only state to advance out of the high COVID transmission category. Ooh, there's your local news hit. It'll allow me to get the 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 clip I want to get. The only state that is not in the highest category for community transmission of COVID. The CDC shows California is in orange. This means substantial community spread. The rest of the country you can clearly see is in red. That means high community transmission. Nationwide, the U.S. is seeing an average of 295 cases per 100,000 people and a positivity rate of 9.5. 
California is seeing 20 new cases per 100,000 and a positivity test rate of 4.4%. So California, the only state out of the high transmission category as of this moment. I mean, it's not like they're doing something crazy that, you know, is going to drive up. Here's a really awkward moment from the Emmys last night. Seth Rogen, take a look. Good to be here at the Emmy Awards. Let me start by saying there is way too many of us in this little room. What are we doing? They said this was outdoors. It's not. They lied to us. All right. Can I get Rachel Roller's mic up, please? I just want to get this right. <laughs> he said he wouldn't have come. Out of my, my territory here. So that whole room's massive. I'm sorry. I did not mean to just like grab Newsmax here. I wanted the whole fucking speech. I just grabbed the first one I could. But yeah, Seth Rogen taking down the Emmys for putting them in danger last night. Let's see if it becomes a super spreader event. And then California isn't the only state outside of the high transmission. I shouldn't laugh at that shit. Oh, but this is something we're going to have to get under control because like we have limited to supply of the monoclonal antibodies to treat this shit. And now states are fighting over it. DeSantis saying he's going to fight the federal government over it. Alabama saying they're going to fight the federal government over it. After moving to limit supplies for a handful of states earlier this month, the Biden administration is furthering, uh, further tightening its grip on states' access to monoclonal antibodies following a dramatic surge in demand for the life-saving treatments in states with high coronavirus cases and low vaccination rates, despite the president just last week vowing to ramp up distribution of the drug. The Department of Health and Human Services is starting to allocate treatments to states based on case levels and usage of the treatment, according to a policy introduced on Monday. Yes, Sparkles, my heart goes out to your mom. How is, how is Sharon doing? This marks a shift from the agency's distribution strategy over the past few months, which allowed states to freely order supplies and reverts back to how the HHS distributed the drugs between November 2020 and February 2021 before they were widely available. What a... Somebody fucking ban him. Seriously, like... (laughs) Obsessed with something that's fucking killing 2,000 people a day. You want to talk about the media being obsessed about something? They've obsessed over those 13 soldiers. Didn't say much about the children that we drone striked. Mostly fake Russia. What was fake about Russia? What are you talking about? Once again, I have no clue what you people are talking about. There was an investigation. There's been multiple fucking convictions. Over a hundred campaign connections to Russia. I don't know what you people are talking about, but DK just wants to come in here and say stupid fucking shit to try to get me off of the important stuff. Because I actually cover the news. Right-wingers are absolute fucking morons. Speaking of morons.
Three medical boards support action against doctors who spread COVID-19 misinformation. The American Board of Family Medicine, the American Board of Internal Medicine, and the American Board of Pediatrics issued a joint statement in support of the Federation of State Medical Board's efforts to combat COVID-19 misinformation being disseminated by licensed physicians, according to a joint statement released on September 9th. The SFMB released a statement on July 29th, which stated that any physicians who create and spread COVID-19 misinformation are subject to disciplinary action by state medical boards, which can lead to suspension or revocation of a physician's medical license. Boards announced their support of the discipline of any physician who spreads misinformation about the novel coronavirus, saying the action contradicts physicians' ethical and professional responsibilities, according to the joint statement. And while there are doctors spreading misinformation, I mean, most of the misinformation is coming from right-wing fucking idiots and apparently rappers with big asses. Protesters rally in front of the CDC headquarters after Nicki Minaj's vaccine tweet, I know I'm late to the party. I was saving it for the freak show. We didn't get to do the freak show. We're going to go over it quickly here. Nicki Minaj Nick Minaj said, my anaconda don't want none. Wait, that was just a sample. I don't remember. I don't remember what she said. I'm not that big of a Nicki Minaj fan. You gotta know, stupid mad girl. Look at the pigs. You know Fauci's lying. You know Fauci's lying. You know Fauci's lying. You know Fauci's lying. This is all because she wouldn't go to the Met Gala because we're requiring vaccination. And she said her cousin in Trinidad won't get the vaccine because his friend got it and became impotent. His testicles became swollen. His friend was weeks away from getting married. Now the girl has called off the wedding. So just pray on it. Make sure you're comfortable with your decision, not bullied. Now this resulted in everyone rightfully making fun of her dumbass. That was a stupid thing to say. Now the riders ran with it and said Nicki Minaj has been red-pilled. And that the left is trying to silence her, just not making fun of, you know, the stupid thing she said. Hey, DK, shut the fuck up. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. Nobody in the military is a fucking hero. (laughs) They're all terrorists. But hey, 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 hey. Fucking Flynn literally was taking money from Turkey. A fascist state. And not disclosing his foreign lobbying. Yes, yes, Trinidad's hell I, I had the <laughs> I had the whole thing. I just I want to skip through this real fast. Because I don't I don't care enough. I really wanted to go into detail with Sparkles on the on the free show. Yeah, we had the respond yesterday. The <laughs> health minister. Is that saying, no, 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 that's not true. Apparently the rumor is that Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend cheated on his fiance, got an STD, and then blamed it on the vaccine. But now right wingers are totally running with this. And content warning, I'm getting ready to play Tucker Carlson. 
This, this is just... I can't believe this shit. I think I watched at least part of this, and this is just hilarious. I have guessed that rapper Nicki Minaj would turn out to be one of the bravest people in the United States. Wait, what? A couple of days ago, we we would guess. Most people who watch the show may not have heard. Nicki Minaj is one of the bravest people in the United States, right off the bat. And for those of you who don't know, like, Nicki's last album, like, I don't want to say it flopped, but it didn't do near as well as they thought it was going to do. She was quite upset about it, throwing bombs at everybody. Like, she's kind of a shit person. Exactly, is this a South Park episode? This is crazy. Sparkles, run on over here and grab your microphone and let's talk about this. Heard of Nicki Minaj. And then she tweeted about the COVID vaccine. She didn't come out against the vaccines. She merely said that as an adult and an American, she should decide whether or not to take the vaccine. Pray about it, she said. Don't be bullied. Huh. Left off the outlandish story about her cousin's balls. That's what we're, we're mocking her and the story about her, fri- her, her cousin's friend's balls. And Tucker's like, oh, the left is trying to silence her. She's so brave. Things blew up from there. No praying about it. You must submit to being bullied. Those are the new rules. Nicki Minaj wasn't aware of that, and she resisted, and she's still resisting. It's a long and interesting story. There's implications for all of us, and Trace Gallagher has agreed tonight to frame it for us, to set it up, to tell us what's going on. They had to bring in an expert to break down the Nicki Minaj story. Fuck me. Her fans she would only get the COVID vaccine once she did enough research, and she recommended her fans do the same. And here's the tweet most people focused on, quoting here, My cousin in Trinidad won't get the vaccine because his friend got it and became impotent. His testicles became swollen. His friend was weeks away from getting married. Now the girl called off the wedding. So just pray on it and make sure you're comfortable with your decision. This seriously is absurd. Well, Tucker then talked about that tweet last night. And today, Nicki Minaj retweeted this clip. Watch. It's Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend's testicles who are swollen from taking the vax. That's the claim. But it's not anything to do with the physical effect of the vaccine that makes our political class mad. It's the last part of Nicki Minaj's tweet that enrages them. We're not enraged. We're laughing at how stupid the claim is. It's not the last part of the tweet. It's the first part about the the cousin's friend's balls, Tugger. So our media and public health officials didn't like this because they make their livings bullying people. So they couldn't let it stay. (laughs) Of course, the haters came out of the woodwork attacking Minaj, Tucker, and this show. Minaj was also criticized by MSNBC's Joy Reid. Watch that. You have 22 million followers on Twitter. For you to use your platform to encourage our community to not protect themselves and save their lives, my God, sister, you could do better than that. Minaj responded to Reed saying, quote, this is what happens when you're so thirsty to down another black woman by the request of the white man that you didn't bother to read all of my tweets. I'm pretty sure Joy Reed isn't taking shit from any white man. To learn more about it. And she's right. She told her fans to wear a mask and to get the shot if they had to for work. 
But now she says she's in Twitter jail, writing in part, quoting again, I'm in Twitter jail, y'all. They didn't like what I was saying over there on that block. Asking questions is okay. Twitter permanently suspended me two years ago. Fuck off. She also went on Instagram Live. People will turn their back on you. I'm not agreeing. I want some dumb fuck right winger. I want some dumb fuck right winger to come to my defense. Hey, why don't you complain about me not being allowed on Twitter? Y'all don't see what the fuck is happening? And I'm seeing black women on Twitter, black women I follow. Smart people. Like this is funny. <laughs> it is funny. It is hilarious. This is fucking hilarious. This whole thing is absurd. And that Fox News devoted this much time to this kind of bullshit. It shows you how bereft of actual policy the right wing is in this country. All they have is this stupid culture war bullshit. And now they're heralding Nicki Minaj when, like, most of them didn't know who she was. And if they did know who she was, they didn't... I'm sure we can go back 10 years, 15 years, and see Tucker on CNN or on MSNBC or on his radio show bitching about Nicki Minaj and her influence on children. I guarantee it. But here he is like, oh, Nicki Minaj, she's the bravest woman in the country. I would love to know what Cardi B has to say because Cardi B is actually intelligent. She will give you good advice. And you're okay with 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 what's happening? We're no longer even allowed just allowed to voice our opinions or to ask questions. Now here's the here's the here's what's in, interesting. What's interesting is so many of your favorite artists feel this way, but they're afraid to speak up. They're afraid to say stupid shit? Good. Look at what they just did. I will never use Twitter again. Finally, we should note that Twitter is denying Nicki Minaj was suspended. Tucker. He didn't even get suspended. Thanks so much. So here's the point that she's making probably a lot of things Nicki Minaj says that you may not agree with. You may not like her music. But the two points she's making... Oh, 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 I'm sure there is not a single soul in your audience that has has listened to a Nicki Minaj song and enjoyed it. I promise you that, Tucker, and your audience of white supremacists. ...are worth reiterating. You can't allow people to force you to take drugs that you don't want or that you don't need. Sparkles, what's the lyric to the song they, where she's like, you want me to be the bad guy? They got to make me out to be the bad guy. Whatever the fuck it is. You're done. They own you. You're no longer free, period. And the second point that she's made quite a bit today is that you have a constitutional right, a moral right, a God-given right to ask simple questions and expect answers. Like you're an adult speaking to a fellow adult. And if you forfeit that right, you are no longer adult, you're no longer free, you're no longer a citizen, you're something much less than that. It's not complicated. Yeah, it's Chun-Li, but what's the, what's the lyrics here?
They need rappers like me. They need rappers like me. So they can get on their fucking keyboards and make me the bad guy, Chun-Li. She fucking asked for it! She asked for it! <laughs> that was the best song on the on the album. I think she also got into some... COVID vax exposed. <laughs> what a stupid fuck. COVID vax exposed. <laughs> oh, you might be, you might be, uh, you might be sarcastic. I'm sorry I called you a stupid fuck. But hey, Nicki Minaj is not the only celebrity that Fox News is platforming with a stupid fucking opinion. Want to know about medicine? Let's call on Goat Boy. From a couple venues that I was playing, uh, my fans were really upset. They said, you know, I'm not comfortable with getting a COVID shot. And, and now they're saying I can't come see you perform unless I do that. And I looked into it and I, that's the last thing you should be doing is going, hey, you want to come? You want to come see the you know, like feeding the seal, the fish. Hey, you want to? Yeah. Well, it's not like Google, come see the comedian, get your vaccine. No, no, no. It's like if you want to go out in public amongst people, we, the rest of the public, want to feel safe. You want to come see a concert? Ooh, ooh, ooh. You want to you wanna hear catch the fit? Why would you exactly. do that? Why would you? I don't want any public safety forced to come laugh. And they got to get a shot in there? How many people are going to be laughing at a Jim Brewer stand-up set anyway? What really started uh, my video was there's a new narrative. Tones! The new narrative is the unvaccinated. So happy to see everybody again. I've missed you guys. This, this, This program goes on forever. Kill the beast! The beast is the unvaccinated! Kill them! And when when our leader... Put that out there and pointed the finger like we're the demons. What is he talking about? You're not going to tell me about my body. I know. I I know my body. I know my morals. I know my faith. You don't come telling me and your faith. Of course, he's a Christian. Else, as if we're the demons. I have two close friends right now, fully vaccinated, and they got COVID. Yeah, and they're both sick. That's an example of how powerful this is. That's why you should get vaccinated. So, what is this? Is not about safety. He did a seal bit. You just like you said, and I said in my video: eat more fruit, take care of your body, uh, yeah. uh, go to the gym. I've been saying that forever. You would have thought I called people savages for doing that, but. This is where we're at as society. And, and the greatest thing, I have to be honest with you, I'm so blessed because 90... F- yeah, sure. Exercise if you want to. Eat right if you want to. But get a vaccine if you don't want to die of COVID. It, it makes perfect sense. 5% of people. I was just saying it, to be honest. I mean, half-baked was all right. Message after the other was, thank you. Thank you for speaking yeah. up. But uh, how much of that was like more like Dave Chappelle? I don't know who the writers were on Half-Baked. But you know, it's about your personal freedom. You want to listen to these right-wing uh, blowhards. Take your advice from them. 
Controversial Colorado pastor Bob Inyert dies of COVID-19 at age 62. Claimed himself a right-wing religious fanatic, homophobic, anti-choice talk show host. Of course he was an anti-vaxxer. He was an anti-masker. And guess what? He died from COVID-19. He was the pastor of the Denver Bible Church, was a controversial figure known for mocking AIDS victims. Yeah, John Stewart was in it, too. That was, a, that was a good scene. That was one of the best scenes. You ever seen the stars on weed? Oh, and his, his co-host, after the, after the dude's idiocy, gets him killed. But his radio co-host, Fred Williams, Bob Inyert was one of the smartest and without question, the wisest person I've ever known. What an idiot. Oh, yeah, 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 You ever suck dick for, for weed? <laughs> oh, man, I need to watch Half-Baked again. Yeah, yeah, there's all kinds of good... That movie was good. Maybe that's my 420 movie this year. At 420 is a long way off. I might need to watch it before then. It has been a long time since I've seen that fucking movie. But still, the dude's co- like that's like the the Phil Valentine I was mocking, and I sent <laughs> I sent my video mocking him to everybody at that radio station. One person actually responded back and told me I was like heartless or some shit. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You guys need to lose your license. For putting an idiot and their misinformation on the air. And his co-host still calling him one of the smartest and without question the wisest people he's ever known. Well, clearly you're not that fucking smart, Fred Williams. Because Bob Inyert was a idiot. Was an idiot. I hate insulting people with fucked up grammar. Christmas will be here before you know it. Oh, are you talking about 420? I've got this running bit about like, ah, oh, it's going to be Christmas. I do it to Jesse too. It really gets on his nerves. Wow, that's too many fractions and too much math. 840 would be the 420 sequel. Land on 9 We are only a year away from Labor Day. <laughs> you got 141% stand. Oh, we're doing Steiner math now. QAnon anti-vaxxer whose followers harassed hospital for ivermectin dies of COVID-19. Aw, this poor old lady. She was just stupid, wasn't she? An anti-vaccine activist and QAnon believer at the center of a harassment campaign against while well, she was harassing a hospital. I don't need to say poor lady. She was an evil person. That refused to treat her with ivermectin. Oh my god. Now these stories are kind of old. This is shit from last week I wanted to talk about. Jeez. One of the hospital to treat her with ivermectin. There's two or three of those stories 
from I think everybody that had requested the ivermectin has now died without getting the ivermectin. A technical update on what? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I'm not high enough for this ship. I did that at the top of the show, but the the short version is there was supposed to be a tech here yesterday. He didn't show up. I called my ISP. They said the work order was complete and my internet has been fine since. I don't know. I, they, they didn't tell me what they would do because I wanted to actually talk to the tech because I wanted to know what was up and what they did to solve it. Because it was an interesting issue. Because, like, the possibility that it was malicious is is there. Greg Locke rants that Freemasonry is an Illuminati, godless, wicked organization. I'm not that big of a fan of the Freemasons, but uh, I think it's more more interesting to uh, delve into uh, Locke's life here. I've got my eye on this motherfucker. Take he's, some. He he's gonna be he's gonna be jacking it in San Diego before long. Something is gonna happen to this motherfucker. He's gonna be caught with cocaine and hookers. Something is going to happen. There is going to be a scandal around this motherfucker because he thinks he's untouchable right now. You hear me? You hear me well. If you have any affiliation with a Masonic Lodge whatsoever, you better break that wicked, demonic nonsense out of your life. I don't care if you stand. I don't care if you clap. I don't care if you throw maters and taters. I don't need your stupid secret handshake. I don't need you putting your hand inside your coat when you pledge allegiance. I'll call you out. Lickety split. Lickety, I'm telling you, the Masonic Lodge is a Illuminati, godless, wicked organization that has nothing to do with Jesus whatsoever. I, I mean, as far as I know, they get together and drink beer and they do some some fundraisers and some community work. So, like, I don't care what you grab. I ain't got no issue with the Freemasons. It's not. It is not what people make it out to be. It is Satanism. It's right down at the end of Tate Lane. It's not Satanism. That's for fucking sure. I ain't getting involved in that witchcraft, and that nonsense. That's what I'm saying. They're, they're, they're harmless. Jesus, what? So don't you let anybody tell you, because here's what they'll say. Well, there's just certain things in the lodge. We can't share our secrets. We ain't got no secrets, praise God. And, and I'm going to tell you why I say that. Some of you need to go home, and I don't care if your granddaddy's great-granddaddy, great-granddaddy, great-great-great-granddaddy was on the ark with Noah. You need to get rid of that Masonic Bible that you've got in your living room, because that thing's got demonic spirits attached to it, and you ought to get rid of it and burn it in the name of God. I don't care if you clap or not. He's jealous. That's that's a thought. He's jealous of what they got going on at the Masons over there. I'm t- that crap, they'll threaten to kill you, do everything they can. That, what? I, I, I can't believe you calling out the Masons. It's a Jesus organization. I dare you to walk up in one and start talking about Jesus and see what happens. It's a sexually perverted... Oh, they wouldn't let him in. So, oh, it's the No Homers Club. Masonic Lodge is. I ain't never preached about it like yes, that. Yes, I'm frog, I'm jumping. It's straight up witchcraft. I don't it's a secret. Down. I don't need your money. I don't have to have your support. We ain't got to have any more people fill up this tent. I'll empty this thing out. I'm going to preach against demonism every time I see it. 
It's evil as hell. It's wicked as the devil. It's nothing but full-blown Satanism. You might be right. They wouldn't let him in. Did you know you can't name a president except Trump who ain't been a Mason? Is that true? Can't name one. All them bunch of devils stroking each other's egos. You ever notice why people... Look, I don't even look at your cars when you came in tonight. I don't care what you got in the back. I don't, I don't know about the Masons. It was like the fucking Bush and Kerry were in the uh, Skull and Bones or whatever. They let Obama in? He pulls over a Mason. He's got an obligation. We can hope we're the United States and States. That'd be, that'd be cool. I've, that's a good name. I vote name change. Because if a judge is a Mason, he can't condemn and judge another Mason. Is that a thing? I would love to vote for that. Let's get it on the ballot. All right, another thing that I missed last week that I wanted to talk about. The View got into it about General Miley and the whole... Okay, so to recap, Miley made a call to China uh, twice, once before the election, once after the election, kind of giving them the heads up on, you know, the crazy guy that we had as president, letting them know, like, everything was fine. There's not going to be an attack, because China was worried that Trump would launch a nuclear attack on them in order to remain in power, and their fears were justified. And Miley just kind of called, was like, hey, you know, he was calling his counterpart, in China to let them know, like, hey, everything is... Now, I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of right-wingers like, oh, this is treason because he's giving away information to uh, the enemy, but China is our ally. We've been allied with China since World War II, you idiots. So, of course, he's calling his counterpart. So, it's not giving away information to the enemy. Maybe Whoopi will break it down a little bit better for us, and then I, I believe we get a fight here. There's no Meghan McCain involved, but somehow it's still uh, devolved into a fight, I believe. Do you know whose presidency apparently were even more chaotic than we thought, according to the new book, Peril, which claims the Joint Chiefs of Staff chairman... Shit uh, just keeps coming out from that book. ...was worried, so worried about you-know-who's mental state after his election. Well, that's where we got the... I think it was that book where we got the nugget that Mike Pence called Bob Dole. One, how does Bob how does Bob Dole even know he's still in this world to give Mike Pence advice? And apparently he was lucid and gave him good advice. Like that's stupid. Don't shut up. You can't even talk about it. So good on you, Bob Dole. Loss, he thought he might launch a nuclear strike. Mm. And so <laughs> And apparently Millie had a discussion with Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi was like, you know he's crazy. And that's when Millie's like, yeah, yeah, she's right. To drop any bombs and says if he actually contacted China, the general committed treason. What's your take on this? Oh, go ahead, Sonny. I know you believe that. I do. I think um, that you break command in that way. Um, you, you are committing treason. You're, you're going outside of the, the, the chain of command. I mean, I worked for the government for many years, mm-hmm. and it is sacrosanct to go within the chain of command. And I know that it was done to protect us from, from wars so that wars would not be started. And I think that uh, the former uh, twice disgraced, uh, the twice impeached uh, former disgraced president mm-hmm. was perfectly capable of starting a nuclear war, mm-hmm. uh, especially yeah. after his... Yes! 
But I think there's just uh, no excuse for for a silent coup, which yeah. I think that's what that is. You know, the whole time that Trump was president, I was home saying, please, God, make there be an adult who controls this lunatic. You know, that's the one thing that the Trump presidency exposed to me was exactly how much power the president has. It's way too fucking much. And I blame all the people around him in his cabinet who did not invoke the 25th Amendment. Obviously, he was nuts. We've and still, I do not understand Mike Pence's calculation here on why he didn't spearhead the effort to evoke the 25th Amendment because he would be a talking head on MSNBC or CNN right now. He'd have a fucking cushy job. The liberals would fucking treat him well. He'd be having bukus of money thrown at him. Instead, he thinks he's going to run for president in 2024. Holy shit. What an idiot. Mike Pence, you are stupid. You missed the gravy train unless you actually believe the... The, the religious idiot, idiocy that you spew. I guess. You're a true believer. That's that's why you did it. But goddamn. You, you missed the gravy train, dude. I don't... You, you could have been Rick Santorum. Seen it for four years. We saw the crazy behavior. Mm-hmm. And God bless General Milley for straightening things out. Mm-hmm. I know that the chain of command is sacrosanct. I understand that. But this was an emergency. This got we had a, a certifiable nutcase in the White House. But, uh, Joy, I actually agree with Sonny. <laughs> and I think the part I'm okay with is General Milley looked to the people below him and said, if you get a command yeah. of d- dealing with nuclear weapons, p- come to me first. Which I've, heard, I've heard conflicting reports. I've heard people say that, like, in that decision, he would need to be involved anyway. So he was telling his subordinates, like, don't do it without my involvement, which is required. But I've heard people say that it's not required that Millie was involved in that decision. That, to me, was a safety net, a bit of a whistleblower saying, you guys, look me in the eye right now. We're not pushing buttons, okay? Secretary of Defense should But to go to China is a problem to me because just like we talked about back when the dossier came out that we didn't agree with any politician doing foreign uh, research on each other, I think there's a certain amount we've seen that they're going to infiltrate regardless. We don't need to be going to people that are adversaries. But wasn't the Chinese... a government saying, what's going on in America? I mean, what's going on you with this guy? You can just answer so like he, you do like your aunt and be like, we're good. We'll no, why? He like, went to, no, he went to his counterpart. That's, that's what he did. Said, Don't worry. I, but I he also, yeah. this is the worst, pledged to alert him in yeah. the event of an attack. You can't tell China we're coming for you. Like, we are united in that thing. And even if Trump's in charge, you go with. They have been our ally since World War II. China is our ally. Within. You go yeah. within our country, Pelosi, there are people. Cole, yeah. but, but, you know, Secretary of Defense, anyone Listen, else. he had a cabinet that should have invoked the 25th Amendment for four years, and they did not do it. How can you trust these people But Joy, imagine right, right now, some people, some people, I do not agree with this, think that President Biden is dealing with some senility. Imagine now if you handed that... Well, they're stupid. Well, Trump did it, and they went to yeah. China and checked. Now, people that disagree with you will say... It's well, not we, about that. I can really believe my eyes. I see what's going on. Biden doesn't have senility. No, Trump but what I'm was saying, crazy, there are There are some people like you that believe the opposite of Biden. What I'm saying is you have to. Those people are stupid. I do not have to account for their stupidity.
I don't have to give them the benefit of a doubt. Their opinions aren't valid. That's the problem with this country is not enough people have been told that they're idiots. To be okay with the issue on both sides of the pendulum. I am. You are? Yes, I am. And I'll tell you why. Not just because we have to take a break, but because uh, I feel very strongly that if something happens in the middle of the night, do you ever see a movie called Failsafe? Yes. yes. No. I have not. You've never seen Failsafe? No, oh, good. it's Henry Fonda, and, it, and it, it sort of speaks to this because a mistake is made and a, a, a missile is sent over to Russia, and he can't stop it. He can't stop it. And so for me, I, I think this is a good time for America to maybe take a look at some of the chain of command and see if we need a little bit of failsafe in there. In the, in the event, you know, that this comes up again. Because well, good Lord. First of all, it should not be in the president's discretion to launch nuclear weapons. I'm sorry, I am I am totally against that. We shouldn't have nuclear weapons to begin. I'm t- I am for total nuclear disarmament. But any any act of war should go through Congress. I that's what when she was talking about, I was like, that sounds kinda like Doctor Strange Love. Which is an excellent movie. Peter Sellers is the man. Presidents are only human. So they have all kinds of ups and downs and this and that and that. And so if there is, if there is, I know, if there's a little bit of checks and balances yeah. in there so that it doesn't have to go this it's, way or that way. And I Congress. That's Congress is... Be talking about invoking treason. <laughs> You know, fuck what our founders thought on a lot of things, but, like, just just to point this out, if you were to, like, reanimate them and tell them that the president has the power to launch a strike that could end the fucking world, and it's pretty much his sole discretion, I don't think they would be too happy with that. I don't... I, I, I tend to think they would be completely against that. That's just me. I don't know. I might be wrong. I shouldn't pretend to speak for people that have been dead for over 200 years. But I've read the shit that they wrote, and I kind of I kind of believe they would be against that. Oh, yeah, I had this story about Russia. Hey, DK, you still around? You stupid fuck. Durham's Russia origins probe request for grand jury indictment may be hours away. Now, this was published four days ago. I haven't seen an update. Hold on. Once again, this was for last week. Last week's uh, show that I didn't get to do. They came out the same year? I So, like, Dr. Strangelove is like the early 60s, isn't it? But, like, it's still in black and white. Lawyer indicted in Durham probe on Trump-Russia investigation. A federal grand jury indicted cybersecurity lawyer Michael Sussman on Thursday as part of an ongoing inquiry led by the special counsel John Durham into the origins of the Trump-Russia investigation. The indictment alleges that Sussman, whose firm Perkins Coie 
worked for the 2016 Hillary Clinton campaign, lied to the FBI in a September 2016 meeting. According to the indictment, Sussman lied to former FBI General Counsel James Baker. I've heard that name before. I wonder if that's the same James Baker. But potential connections. Could it possibly be? Dude would be fucking old as shit. About potential connections between the Trump Organization and Alpha Bank, which has ties to the Kremlin. Prosecutors claim that he falsely told the FBI that he was not representing a client when he was discussing the alleged connection. Instead, he was representing the Clinton campaign and a technology executive. The Alpha Bank allegation was eventually proven false by FBI investigators and was not substantial enough to make it into the Mueller report. So Sussman's lie was material, prosecutors allege, because among other reasons, Sussman's false statement misled the FBI general counsel and other FBI personnel concerning the political nature of his work and deprived the FBI of information that might have permitted it to more fully more fully to assess and uncover the origins of the relevant data and technical analysis, including the identities and motivations of Sussman's clients. His attorneys claim he was indicted because of politics, not facts. It seems pretty weak. The charge was announced toward the end of special counsel John Durham's inquiry into the beginnings of the Trump-Russia probe, which eventually became the Mueller investigation. According to reporting from CNN, the indictment comes as Durham is nearing the conclusion of his more than two years long probe and faced a looming deadline on whether to seek charges over the handling of evidence used in the probe. Now, I saw right-wingers like, Clinton lawyer indicted! It's, it's, it's the storm! It's coming! But this seems like a big, you want to talk about nothing burger. This seems like a nothing burger. What was not a nothing burger was performing 67 abortions for the, or, uh, yeah, before the, after, okay, hold on, I don't know the whole story. (laughs) I might be mixing up my stories. Once again, I was working off my script from last week, so... There was a doctor that performed 67 abortions. Now, this one is a different doctor, and he performed abortions after the ban went into effect. Let's read the story here. A San Antonio doctor who said he performed an abortion in defiance of a new Texas law has been sued by two people seeking to test the legality of the state's near-total ban on the procedure. Former attorneys in Arkansas and Illinois filed lawsuits Monday against Dr. Alan Braid, when a Weekend Washington Post opinion column became the first Texan abortion provi- Texas abortion provider to publicly reveal he violated the law that took effect on September 1st. Yeah, I'm sorry I didn't, didn't keep the story about the, the dude that performed 67 abortions. I think it was one day, might have been two, in, in like the weekend leading up to the law taking effect. And yeah, like two away from being, you know, noise. Oscar Stilley of Cedarville, Arkansas, near the Oklahoma border, is a former lawyer who said he lost his law license after being convicted of tax fraud in 2010. Stilley said he is not... (laughs) Stilley, I'm sorry, I called him silly. He is silly. Silly Stilley. Said he is not opposed to abortion, but sued to force a court review of Texas anti-abortion law. Huh. Huh. 
All right, let's talk about some school boards, shall we? Madison Cawthorn went to a school board meeting. And apparently he took a knife with him. <laughs> Maybe later. God damn. Did they really let him speak for seven minutes? What? What in the world would cause anyone to let Madison Cawthorn? I, I think he's in a district that he's not even from. I don't believe he has children either. So he's at a school board meeting and he doesn't have children. Reigns. Freedom trembles. I'm here today to fight for our children. Our children live in a world where science and reason have been cast aside and replaced with fear. I will not sit idly by while this happens. Our children have been muzzled, forced to grow up in a world where their emotions are hidden and their voices are smothered. 2001, isn't it? During the most impressionable times... I'm a, I'm a Kubrick fan, though. ...forced to obey destructive, unscientific mandates from the heavy hand of government. The left is not listening to science. They are grasping for power. The left... Hey, Madison, why don't you cite some science, sir? Seriously, what science are you talking about? I hear that a lot. From the right-wingers. Oh, the left doesn't believe in science. Blah, blah, blah. They're going against the science. What science backs up anything you're fucking saying? Doesn't believe in science. Doesn't even believe in the science behind masks. Nancy Pelosi held a maskless fundraiser days ago. AOC was seen dancing maskless around a gala last night. But according to them... I have never seen Lolita. ...radicals for demanding that our children be unmasked as well. The science is on our side. Deaths in children under the age of 17 constitute 0.27%. I'll say that again. 0.27% of all... As of when? Does that include the last couple of weeks where children have been dying? After we sent them back to school with the Delta variant, Madison? All COVID deaths in the United States. Oh shit, I'll have to watch it then. Love Peter Sellers, and he he doesn't have a very large catalog to choose from because of his illness. But the left silence on those children is deafening. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Forcing our children to wear masks is nothing short of psychological child abuse. Suicide attempts from children Idiot. stunted in their social interactions skyrocketed 250% in 2020. Oh, so now we're citing statistics. You got some data to back you up there. Even the World Health I don't think that had anything to do with masking though. Masks could have been impact on children's psychological development. Children are struggling to breathe, struggling to concentrate. They're fighting headaches and they're struggling to learn. They're fighting headaches from masks. Now if I had to guess the suicide rate I don't know if it was a suicide rate or attempted suicide that went up. But I had to guess it was because children were home in abusive households more. Honest to God. If I had to guess, that was the reason. Not because of your stupid mask mandates. You're an idiot, Madison. Here today in the heart of our state, in King Roy Cooper's backyard, to declare no more. It's time to be fearless. It's time to stand up to Roy Cooper and say that firmly that the family and individual freedom always comes before the government. You must fearlessly stand up to Roy Cooper. I know this will be difficult, but doing the right thing always is. The eyes of our children are upon us. Okay, so here's the thing. The whole AOC dress thing from last week, 
Yeah, it's performative. That was the critique from the left. This is fucking performative. It's all the right goddamn does. Everything the right wing does is performative. So we have to do that as well. There is a place for organizing. There's a place for revolutionary action. And there is a place for performative politics. They are beating us in the propaganda. Hands down. They will remember your actions. when. T- That's why I got upset with people criticizing AOC. Because remember, the shortest path to tyranny... I understand the critique. I really do. Set a precedent today for freedom in the state of North Carolina. Defy Roy Cooper. Make masks optional. End contact tracing. And end these burdensome quarantine requirements. End contact tracing and burdensome quarantine requirements. You know. Radicals who trample our liberties in the name of safety. Hold the line. Let's not do the things you need to do with a virus in order to contain it. You're an idiot. You're a complete fucking idiot. Man. Somebody actually yelled at one person. This wasn't one of the rowdier school board meetings. A North Carolina school system contacted a sheriff's office after a report that U.S. Rep. Madison Cawthorn brought a knife to a school board meeting that he attended to oppose the district's COVID-19 mask mandate. Bringing knives onto school grounds is a Class 1 misdemeanor in North Carolina. Thursday, the Henderson County Sheriff's Office said Cawthorn would not be charged, although unacceptable. Occasionally, a person inadvertently possesses a knife on school grounds, the sheriff's statement read. Uh, I would agree with that, other than the fact that he is a fucking lawmaker. He is a congressman. He should know better. Honestly, like, that's the thing is like, at the start of the show, I went over this, like we, we've, we've surpassed the deaths from the 1918 flu pandemic, which is fucking sad. Almost a hundred years later and all the medical advancements we've made here in the richest nation in the world. We've surpassed the death count from the 1918 flu pandemic. That's insane to me. But you know, sometimes, sometimes school board meetings aren't all these idiots going up and talking about how masks are, you know, a a fucking child abuse and all that good shit. Sometimes... People go to school board meetings and actually talk about something that matters, like school shootings. Like a bullet wound? You should trust us with that. Fucking occupied Democrats. I tried to scrub through and make sure it wasn't one of these, but McCarroll, I wanted the whole video. North, and I live down in the park. Uh, last year, I participated in a professional development session during our November PD Day. Offered by Beaumont, we were strongly encouraged to go. The topic was how to triage after the event of a school shooting. During that session, I learned and even practiced on a dummy how to pack a bullet wound and apply a tourniquet to prevent blood loss in our students. I mean, many people have brought this up that these right-wingers are just losing their minds over mask mandates and calling that tyranny at the same time that children are doing exercises to protect themselves from school shooters. Make it make sense. 
I also, to my horror, learned that if my students were to get shot in the chest, I should leave them for dead and assist those who had a better chance of survival. Now, I find it interesting. The district sponsored that for us and trusts us, the teachers, who have no medical training in any capacity to be the first responders to our students' medical needs in the event of a school tragedy. Trust us to literally choose and decide who would live and die, while you don't even trust us with the educational decisions that are in the best interest of our students. Ouch. The thing that we've been hired to do. The teachers in this district are experts, experts in education. We've been highly trained through advanced degrees and years of experience to make the and best- Underpaid and underappreciated. I have 10 years of experience, two postgraduate degrees in education. I'm a licensed K-12 administrator and a district level department chair. I'm more qualified to make educational decisions for our students, except for one person. Everybody here has less experience or actual knowledge of what life is like in our classrooms. Like you've done to my colleagues, you've disregarded my experience, my professionalism, and my expertise and reality, and substituted it with your fantasies. You're listening to them. They don't know what happens in our classrooms. They're not there, and neither are you. You sit up on this stage, which by the way, I hope you enjoy the space you have. And them, the people out in the audience, they're just regurgitating what they heard on Tucker Carlson, or Dan Bongino, or Ben Shapiro. It's all bullshit. This does not exist in our classroom. And you tell us after your meetings that you so appreciate and respect us. Well, I cry bullshit. You don't respect us. If you respected us, you'd listen to us. You don't appreciate us. If you did, you wouldn't make our jobs literally impossible to do. If you cared, you would pretend that you're listening, at least. I sent you an email months ago expressing my concern about our full face-to-face -face return. And I didn't get a single response from any of you. Not one. Not even a message received. Oh yeah, this dude's awesome. To this board and you couldn't even be bothered to hit reply. And you can't really tell by the mask, but he looks like he's really cute too. Instead, you'll make your vote tonight, basically a foregone conclusion, because you're trying to ram it through in a single meeting. And then you'll get to the end of the meeting where you say that you do respect us. Last time we were here, John told you that teachers were angry. You could probably tell that that was true. He said, though, that it wasn't about the, uh, any decisions at the board level. It was the situation. We're not angry about the situation. We can't control COVID. We're angry at you. We are angry at you. Lack and of leadership. You've done more damage. And I mean, I know you're taking out your frustrations with who you're talking to right now, but also our local governments, the municipalities, the fucking our state governments. My state government has fucked this up royally. And then looking at Tennessee and Georgia and Florida, God, Louisiana. Damage to our students, our district, and our profession in the last 12 months than we've seen in the last decade. Keep going down this path and I'll be surprised if our number one teachers even stick around. I know I'm not. I submitted my resignation to 389 last week and I'm looking forward to doing something that's going to be valued and appreciated, not lied to and belittled. Listen to your teachers. We're number one in spite of this board, not because of it. If you trust That's us to plug minutes. a bullet wound, you should trust us with this. That's three minutes. Excellent job. Oh. Heavy. And this on a day like, okay, so the, um, I'm going to say her name wrong again. Petito. Uh, that whole story has dominated the news. Yet, the school shooting that happened earlier today barely even made a blip. Suspect in Heritage High shooting in custody. Police say there's video footage that they captured. Holy fuck. So this happened earlier today, so maybe six, seven, eight hours ago, something like that. 
Not a lot of details. Uh, I don't believe anyone was killed, but a student was shot in the, f- in the face. Margaret said a suspected shooter is in custody right now. That person is described as a minor. Now the investigation will try to answer the question of why this happened. At least four students hurt. Two were shot with non-life-threatening injuries. Two others were injured just trying to get out of the building. All are expected to recover. It is going to take some time to press the reset button. The superintendent says that they will consider virtual learning until it is determined when the student should re-enter the school, which is essentially a crime scene this afternoon. Now, to tell us more about what's been happening on scene, news reporter Chelsea Donovan is at here. I'm... I'm... Hmm. We might go back to virtual learning, not because of the pandemic, but, you know, just let everybody, you know, feel safe. After the school shooting, Jesus. High school, Chelsea, you've got more. This happened in Virginia. Yeah, that's right. We understand in talking to students this afternoon that that shooting happened between. I'll cover it eventually this week. Saying that a fight broke out inside of the cafeteria. And that's when the students of a school that's got more than 1,400 of them. And of course, the staff started rushing out of the campus. Now, students then rushed out and they were evacuated to the tennis courts where they gathered frantically calling their parents to pick them up. You can see the parents gathered behind the crime scene tape just after 1130 this morning. Many students left so abruptly, leaving their bags and cell phones inside that America's back, baby, their children for quite some time. We talked to one junior who described the terrifying scene inside. As soon as I hear the shots, I'm thinking that it's just a, uh, a door getting slammed. So I just keep walking, and then I see all the kids running back. And so I start running with everybody else, and then as we run, and you hear six more shots go off. All I'm thinking in my head is, I hope none of these shots hit me in my back. Just an unsettling uh, sound from Dominic, that junior there. And of course, no way to prevent this, says Only Nation, where this regularly occurs. Coming up here live at five, we also want to mention that all after school activities that take place on this campus have, have been canceled and they will start virtual learning tomorrow. We're live in Newport News. Tomorrow? Oh my God! I'll give the kids the week off. Jesus, I know they just went back to school. That's fucking traumatic. Don't make them go to school tomorrow. Fuck. What the hell is wrong with this country? Well, I under I understand letting them call their parents to let them know they're okay, but then that does pose the issue that yeah, all the parents rush to the campus. And, like, we we saw the school shooter, what was it, like, a week ago? Like, there was a manhunt for him. He, like, he fucking jetted out of there. So you, you never know what kind of situation you're facing. But this isn't something we should... This shouldn't happen. This, sh- this shouldn't fucking happen in this country. It shouldn't happen all the goddamn time. This shouldn't be a story that we cover constantly. Late-stage capitalism. Goddamn. All right, here's 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 one you guys are going to enjoy. On September 19th, George W. Bush spoke at a live event in Beverly Hills. An Iraq war veteran had something to say to him. 
uh, was around too. And uh, Mr. Bush, been... when are you going to apologize for the million Iraqis that are dead because you lied? You lied about weapons of mass destruction. You lied about connections to 9/11. You lied about Iraq being a threat. Why are you booing him? He's right. Me to Iraq. You said me to Iraq in 2003. My friends are dead. Joshua Castillo. You you killed people. You lied. You lied about WMDs. A million Iraqis are dead because you lied. My friends are dead because you lied. You need to apologize. Apologize. You need to apologize. Apologize. I don't think he just needs to apologize. I think he needs to be tried for war crimes. That's just me, though. And then all the Republicans are like, oh, you can just try Obama for war crimes. Okay. Okay, I'm all right with it. You got you to gotta take Bush first, though. He's the most egregious offender that's alive right now. Henry Kissinger. War crimes now. Send them to the Hague. No. An apology is not enough. Uh, I'm wondering if they're going to arrest me, but I just disrupted George Bush speaking. Um, they dragged me out. Uh, uh, I guess the cops are not after me, so I guess I'm not arresting them. Yeah. Um, well. I am totally cool with taking every living president that we have right now, except for Jimmy Carter. I don't know of anything off the top of my head. He's probably got something we could charge him for war crimes with, but I have a soft spot in my heart for him. I am okay with taking every living president, every living defense secretary, every living secretary of state if you want to. And trying them for war crimes. I'm totally cool with that. I think we would be better as a nation if we did that. And hey, right-wingers, that gets you Hillary Clinton. That gets you Bill Clinton. That gets you Obama. Will you be satisfied with that? I'm, I'm totally down with that deal. I'm okay with that. And if you want to come for Carter, like I'm going to be like, he's old. He's going to die any day now. And, like, he spent the fucking rest of his years building houses for poor people, so. Might get some other countries to stop hating us then. Yes, the goodwill that that would spread throughout the world. And I'm down with it. You guys down with it? I think everybody be down with it. Can I make that proposal to right-wingers and will they sign on to that? That means Obama has tried. That means Clinton... Both Clintons, but yet, like I get, I get Henry Kissinger is brought to justice. Donald Rumsfeld, oh, Donald Rumsfeld died, didn't he? Who else can we think of? Trump, Trump. Right wingers wouldn't do it because they're still on the cult of Trump. They're coping hard. They would not hand over their dear leader, even even if that meant Obama and the Clintons get prosecuted. They would never hand over the dear leader. Uh, well, what I did was I tried to read the names of friends of mine who uh, died after going to Iraq and then uh, died of um, injuries they came home with. Um, the names of Iraqis who were killed 
by the U.S. occupation in the Nisoy Square massacre, Aditha, those you saw in the collateral murder video. Um, I tried to read the names, but the event runners... They yanked you out fast. Uh, but I was able to shut it down for a little while, right when Bush was getting into his first little cheesy story about um, his life and all that, trying to be funny, but... Uh, so, hopefully I shook him and set a tone for the event. The crowd was very mad. Uh, I'm not liking all this bush we're getting now. Why does he feel that he can come out of the shadows? Go back to painting in your basement, sir. I don't want to see your fucking face. Unless it's on trial at The Hague. Yes, arrest, arrest Bush now. Hold on, I need to... Uh, I want to give this dude. This is Empire Files producer Mike Preisner. He's an Iraq War veteran, and uh, it looks like this is from the Empire Files site. I'm not aware of them. I'm going to give them a sub. On my actual account, so I see their videos, not this account that I use for the show. But hey, woke lefties like that Iraq war veteran, they stifle, they stifle healthy discussion. At least that's that's according to TPUSA in this 30-second little clip. They're going to tell us about how the woke left stifles healthy discussion. So I'm sure it's going to be a really in-depth, nuanced discussion that takes place here in 28 seconds. I think a big important topic is classical liberalism. Usually the left, the right in America. Classical liberalism. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I hate it when they pull that shit. We for centuries have been on this platform together of capitalism, classical liberalism, independence, especially economic independence. And we've abandoned those. And the rise of the actual woke left, the economic left, they reject. She's never read a fucking history book. Which is the basic things of like disagreeing with each other and not throwing each other in the gulag over disagreements, stuff like that. The right is literal Nazis. Like, I was like, there was a dude on one of the right wing sites that I follow for content. He replied to a t shirt design they had made about pure blood. Apparently, the right wingers are calling themselves, the, the anti vaxxers are calling themselves pure bloods now if they haven't taken the vaccine. And they have a whole symbol and everything for it. So they made a pure blood t shirt. And this dude posted something about how many countries the Jews had been expelled from. And I'm like, do you ever wonder why we call you people Nazis? And the response was incoherent. I didn't understand what he was trying to say back to me. And I'm like, you understand you're saying literal Nazi shit, right? Like, you're, you're a fucking Nazi, dude. We're just losers. We're losers. We're losers here on the left. MAGA make you win. MAGA couldn't help Donald Trump. He lost by 8 million votes. But MAGA make you win. 
This is according to Benny Johnson. Oh, who says this this heavyweight boxing champ apparently is a Trump supporter and he wins because he's a Trump supporter even though Trump lost. Donald Trump often says wokeness makes you lose, but does loving your country and make America great again, MAGA, make you win? What a good question. Victor no. is the heavyweight champion of the world. Donald Trump lost by 8 million votes. The accomplished all-star fighter said, let's unite and let's make America great again. That's right. He said this at a bout this last week. When they say unite... They're not talking about putting aside their partisan differences and coming to a consensus with us. They want us to agree that they're correct, that they belong in the upper echelon of the hierarchy, and that we need to be subservient to their views. Weekend, and he beat Evander Holyfield, while Donald Trump, of all people, was actually calling... The uh, the event. It's an amazing thing to see. I'm going to play you the uh, the clip. Wait a minute. Is, it, is this not the first guy, actually, who's embraced MAGA? Uh, a member of the Nationals, the Washington Nationals, embraced MAGA before winning uh, the uh, uh, World Series. And also Tom Brady, obviously, uh, is a, a MAGA fan, had a MAGA. Who is this dude that he's talking about? Like 20 Super Bowls. So here is the clip of B- Victor Belfort. Saying, let's make oh, Vitor Belfort. Going on and then winning. Doesn't the- even know how to say his name. Bonus clip. Uh, the entire crowd chanting, we love Trump. Watch. How are you feeling? Moments. That's what's got, that's what had me fucking confused. I didn't recognize his face. Vitor Belfort is an MMA fighter, not a heavyweight boxing champ. And, and Benny didn't know how to say his name. Benny knows nothing about this series and also tom brady obviously uh is a, a maga fan had a maga hat in his locker and then went on to win like 20 super bowls so here is the clip of B- victor belfort saying Let- victor belfort oh and tom brady had a maga hat in his locker and went on to win like 20 super bowls it's something like six and most of them came before trump right i don't know football but apparently I know more about it than Benny. I haven't watched MMA in fucking 15 years, but apparently I know more about it than Benny. He doesn't know the difference. It's clear heavyweight boxing. Vitor Belfort is an MMA fighter. This fucking, the boxing thing against Evander Holyfield, which was supposed to be uh, uh, Oscar De La Hoya, That that was a a a like exhibition like the Logan Paul kind of fucking stupid fight things they've been doing. But this how like this dude is a fucking poser. How do how do right wingers fucking not see through these dumbasses? Victor Belfort MAGA hat in his locker and then went on to win like 20 Super Bowls. So here is the clip of B- Victor Belfort. Victor Belfort. Great again and going on and then winning the championship. Also, bonus clip, uh, the entire crowd chanting, we love Trump. Watch. How are you feeling? Moments. Be- but most, like he's only won one or two since Trump's 
been a thing in politics, right? I'm so excited. Now, we all know you were originally supposed to fight Oscar, and now you're fighting. Like, he didn't put a MAGA hat in his locker and then win all those Super Bowls. I'm fighting a bigger man. I'm very excited. Fighting the greatest heavyweight of all. I thought they hated immigrants. So, it's a blessing. Now, is there anything that you feel right now that you can tell us? Because I think it's so crazy. We've never been able to really talk to fighters moments before they take that stage. What is going through your mind? Love more. Let's unite in America. It's time to make. What was going like? This is. This seems like low rent shit. Right now, I want to pray for all this family that being affected. Well, yeah, Dana White's an idiot. Who cares if he likes Trump? Anyone who likes Trump is a fucking moron. How many times do we have to say that? Supporting a child rapist who tried to end democracy makes you a moron and you should be ashamed of yourself. I wish you people could feel embarrassment. I wish Benny Johnson could feel embarrassment. This video where he mispronounces the name of the guy he's praising gets the sport that he fights in wrong is still up. Benny Johnson is an idiot and he is shameless. And there's no way he's going to take it down. I would feel embarrassed if I got something that wrong on a video. And I absolutely would take it down. I did take a video down in December because I, I called the um, I called the CARES Act the Heroes Act or vice versa. And I got really upset that I got the, the fucking, the, legislation's, the legislation was similar. They did virtually the same thing. They just passed at different times. I got the name wrong, and I was so concerned about getting the name wrong that I took the video down and didn't reproduce it. This motherfucker is going to leave this video up because he's monetized on Facebook, and he doesn't give a shit. He doesn't give a shit about facts or being factual. He is a grifter. A moronic grifter. It's a fantastic job by a really great young man who's got a big future, and uh, we're just honored. We're just honored. Thank you. And they and they are going nuts over like smatterings of fans chanting "fuck Biden" at football games. Seriously, that's propaganda. Right-wingers don't talk about policy. They just want to own the libs. Fucking that goddamn. Let me show you guys this fucking thing from the Bright, uh, Breitbart article. I should have I grabbed the actual article. We're going to find it, goddammit. Because it is so goddamn stupid. Dan Crenshaw is always the first thing to pop up on my feed. You guys have never heard me uh, do it before. I'd just like to remind everybody that I would give anything, anything I own, to piss in Dan Crenshaw's open eye hole. Give me that eye, pussy! I mean, this is this is a Breitbart article that makes 
absolutely no fucking sense. And I don't I don't know the title of it. To look it up. We're going to I'm going to put up the screenshot here. The organized left is deliberately putting unvaccinated Trump supporters in an impossible position where they can either not get a life-saving vaccine or can feel like cucks caving to the ugliest, smuggest bullies in the world. So they can either save their lives or give in to the woke mob. That's the choice here. In other words, I sincerely believe the organized left is doing everything in its power to convince Trump supporters not to get the life-saving Trump vaccine. Trump vaccine, they call it. I'm sorry, but people willing to drone strike seven children, oh my God, they're blaming that on us? And who are eager to unleash terrorists like Antifa and Black Lives Matter (laughs) into our cities are sociopaths. How fucking stupid can you be? First of all, don't make me pull up the article. All these, all these Antifa BLM burnt the cities down. Yeah, those were usually uh, white supremacist attacks. Every single one of them being blamed on BLM and Antifa. The left's morality is guided only by that which furthers their fascist agenda. And so using reverse psychology to trick Trump supporters not to get a life-saving vaccine is, to them, a moral good. The more of us who die, the better. Yes, right-wingers. Us telling you that the vaccine is safe and effective is really us trying to trick you into doing the opposite of what we say, so you'll die. This is this is the party of personal responsibility, they say. DK is one of the dumbest fucks I've ever encountered. Seriously, like he doesn't understand or they, I don't I, I'm sorry to gender you. I just I just assume a woman couldn't say anything that fucking stupid. But that's that's kind of a prejudice on my part then, isn't it? But they come in here and say the dumbest shit constantly. (laughs) I didn't even read it. Biden Biden is owning the libs with his disaster rollout so far. What are you? What disaster rollout? DK, if you think Trump could ever win election again in this country, you're an idiot. I mean, you you are an idiot. Dude, it's a show called The Troll Patrol. No, I don't. DK, I've said this on this show a million times. You don't actually fucking watch me or listen to what I say. I've been in the media business for 20 years. No, 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 no. I believe every word I say and have the facts to back it up. The right-wingers who are playing you Don't believe the shit they say. I know it because they tell that to me. The right-wing radio hosts I have worked with 
say they do not believe the shit they say. Some of them do. I mean, I've covered the stories of the idiot radio host. We had another one earlier tonight that uh, was an anti-vaxxer, hardcore conservative, died of COVID. They believe that shit. Speaking of radio hosts, Rush Limbaugh left us too soon. If he had lasted a little longer, he could have died of COVID like all his pals. I don't see how, like, this shit is that obvious that there are right-wing radio hosts dying of their own idiocy and the cognitive dissidence among the, the followers of this bullshit is so strong they still can't turn, come to terms with it. Honestly, how did he not get lung cancer fucking 30 years ago? All right, because I'm a wrestling fan, because that's a sport I do know about, Vince McMahon could be in huge trouble with the government. I wish. I am not a fan of Vince McMahon. WWE chairman Vince McMahon recently released a plethora of talents and employees Talents have been, this is a really shitty written article from Wrestling Edge. The talents have been referred to as independent contractors, but the former U.S. presidential candidate, Andrew Yang, noted that WWE misclassifies their stars as independent contractors, even through their restrictive contract, even though their restrictive contracts state otherwise. He was speaking to Zelina Vega around the time of her WWE release. Now, she has since been hired back. I don't know what kind of deal she was made, but they sure as shit have done her wrong. Her father died in the 9-11 attacks, and she had an outfit that was, like, dedicated to him. And they cut her from their 9-11 show in fucking Madison Square Garden. Yang sent out an open invitation to any current or former WWE stars to contact labor attorney Lucas Middlebrook if they feel they were misclassified by WWE. This was followed by a statement about getting those people that WWE owes owes them because it's been a long time coming. Once again, I'm sorry, this, this, this article. The subject of unionizing WWE stars is a huge topic that gets fueled up often, but nothing has come into fruition. (laughs) We'll have to see if Andrew Yang... I'm not high enough to read this. We'll have to see if Andrew Yang could ensure that those stars are referred to as employees and get all the perks that come with it. Yang sent this tweet out on September 16th. Good guy, Andrew Yang. Stop running for things like New York City Mayor and devote your time to this and you will get a lot more uh, goodwill from me. Seriously, Jazz. Oh my God. I am... 
I don't know what's going on with WWE right now. I'm in the camp. I think they're going to sell. And if they're going to do it, I wish they'd go ahead and do it because they suck. WWE sucks so bad. I might, I might watch New Day versus the, the Bloodline, though, tonight. Like, I'm intrigued. Now they're hot-shotting angles and AEW lit a fire under their ass. I'm going to watch that match. That's interesting to me. But before we do that, we're going to watch some fucking cat kisses. Now, me with three cats, I get lots of kisses from cats. We've got a little cute compilation here. Cricks, I agree with you. I will give that one an amen. I'm going to stick around with you guys because it might not be time for Media Winch just yet. I'll keep you guys entertained until the Winch comes on here in just a few minutes. Echoplex is already live. That, that's a good possibility that that god is just super, super evil. Enjoys watching us fight with each other. I, uh, shit. I, uh, I replayed God of War. That's one of the games that got unlocked for the PS5. I replayed it. I just beat it the other night. And, uh, spoiler alert. But not a big one. Like, when the boy, like, finds out he's a god, and, like, uh, he asks Kratos, like, you only kill people that deserve it, right? And Kratos is like, yes. And the head is like, ah, but who is to stand in judgment? The boy is like, we are head, we're gods! Jealous of the kitty smooches, or jealous of my PS5? Please don't be jealous of my PS5. Apparently, like, they're they're a lot easier to come by now. People ask me how I was able to get one. It's just like, I'm lucky I work from home, so I can, you know, I can take a break from work and uh, hop on when it, at, like, a moment's notice whenever a, uh, a restock goes up, and that, that's how I did it. Or you can be jealous of the kitty kisses. I get a lot of those, too. I saw somebody say that they were able, like, they walked by one in the store just shit, sitting on the on the shelf the other day. Like, we're, we're to that level. They still are a little scarce, but you should be able to find one uh, if you work at it. Uh, one of mine is fucking fat. Socks is fat as shit, and apparently Socks has become an anti-masker. That happened right before the show tonight. I'll show you the picture here. Hold on, hold on. Socks is fat as fuck. I, I, I still pick him up and sling him around, but... It's kind of difficult. But yeah, he's he's like tearing it up. It's still laying over there in the floor. I'm lazy. 
Oh yeah, yeah. I thank you for coming up with that thread. I need to get in there more because I love. I need to get on Discord more. Thank you guys that keep the Discord actually going in my absence. I know I don't pop on that much. I need to. I'm trying to get Sparkles on there more. If you ask Sparkles to show you weird shit, like her teeth collection or her hair collection, she'll she would love to show that shit off. Did I say teeth collection? Yes, I did. Her teeth? No, not her teeth. <laughs> I asked where she acquired them from. She wouldn't tell me. But yes, thank you so much for starting the animal pictures and shit. Oh, that's awesome, Jenkins. Not that you're allergic to cat. That 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 sucks, but it's good to like that one. To, is it shorter haired? Because it could just be like the dander on the longer hair ones that you off or something. Oh, look at the bitty thing. All right, like I get I gotta get some kitty kisses, don't I? Which one scratch my fucking face? appearance on the show tonight, dude. There, like, there is nothing I love more than than cuddling in bed of a morning with socks. It's, it's gonna be socks or Smokey, I don't know. I never know which one I'm going to get. Maynard is always by my legs, like down at my kneecaps. But Socks or Smokey will be up here, like next to me. I just never know which one. Sometimes it's both. That's really cool, but that, that doesn't happen very often. And Smokey's really fidgety, like, if I move, if I get up and go to the bathroom, like, he... Oh, he wanted to be picked up! Oh, that's cute as shit! Oh, yes, Dustin, get you a cat. Cats are awesome. I would... If I had a... If I... I want to buy a house. That's, like, my next phase of life. I would like to find somebody to buy a house with me. I don't want to just buy it by myself. But, like... I want a backyard because I would have puppies too. <laughs> I love, give me all the animals. I would have all kinds of fucking animals in my backyard if I had, you know, like an acre or some shit. I would fucking love that. I would be an animal rescue. Hey, I got fucking three cats in here. And by the way, I don't, I don't know if I would have had it to do over. I don't know if I would have done three cats. Cause goddamn, that's a lot. That's a lot of cat vomit. It's a lot of shit. It's a lot of shit. I I encourage rescues, but some to like. People always got cats to give away. There's always kittens to give away. There's people with strays that need a home. Like 
Cats are easy to find. I myself go for older ones. I understand people saying like they like to, you know, form a bond with the kitten and everything. But like just older kitties are less likely to get adopted. I'm going to love any cat that's put in front of me, so I go for the older kitties because they need fucking homes when I go like I tried to get Sparkles to like start going with it, like us going to the shelter like every Saturday and just spending like an hour and taking taking a puppy for a walk, going in petting the older kitties. It's something I used to do when I was in college. And uh well she it makes her sad. She doesn't like going into the shelter. And I I understand that. But like I you know, I just I want to get a puppy that doesn't look like, you know, it gets out very often. It gets doesn't get that much attention. I'm like, you're my puppy. Let's go on. Come on. Let's take us a walk. Twenty minutes of my fucking time, take a puppy out for a walk. What's that to me? I'm gonna enjoy it. I'm gonna enjoy the puppy. Then I go in and I pet the, you know, the bigger kitties, the older kitties that probably don't even get enough attention. Because everybody takes the kitty the kittens out and they Hold them and everything. I go over uh, if the older kitty wants, you know. Kitties are feisty. Not every like, but you kind of know before you open their cage. You know which ones are going to be friendly and shit. Because if they're going to be friendly, they're up, you know, and not like. <laughs> exactly. I uh, I am all about that. That's that's just me. One of these days, I'm going to buy a house somewhere outside of a major city. Like, I want to be 30, 40 minutes outside of a major city. I want to be able to drive and go to a concert in an evening. That's my thing. I want to get out of the South, though. I don't like it in the South. Going out West, going to go to Arizona or Nevada. And my, my, my reasoning for that is I want to go to a state where, like, I have an electoral impact. Like, my vote actually matters. That's why I'm fucking, I'll go to a purple state. All right. That is going to do it for me. Um, oh, oh, oh. So since, since I've been off the last few nights, I wasn't able to broadcast. The Friday Night Freak Show will be back this Friday for sure. Sparkles will be here. I've also listened to you guys. You've... Some of you have said that you wanted me to broadcast more, so from now on, we're going to do Super Tuesday, and I'm going to go super long, and we're going to start tomorrow, we're going to do a, a, a an hour early, and we'll go like an hour or two later. I'll do marathon streams. Yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't want to move to Utah anyway, sorry Jazz. It looks be. I do want to visit Salt Lake. I've never been to Salt Lake, and it absolutely looks beautiful. Like Mormons are weird. <laughs> sorry, sorry to be judgmental like that, but just like Mormons are weird. All right, Craig. So you get it. You get it. You get Super Tuesdays from now on. I'll do marathon streams on Tuesdays. We're politics stream Super Tuesday. Uh, when we get into actual like political seasons, there's going to be debates and shit. And they'll usually fall on a Tuesday. Presidential speeches are usually on a Tuesday. I thought it was a good night to pick. 
Sticks. I'm not I'm not sure what you're what you're what you're wanting. Sticks. Is that an Australian thing? Sticks. But alright, if you're watching on Twitch, it is a meltdown Monday. I'm gonna send you over to the Media Winch on Echoplex Media. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. All right, to have a little fun before we hit the sack. I'm Justin Freakin. We will see you tomorrow night for Super Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. What is that? Or Pacific?